Hello, hello everybody! Welcome back to our podcast and today in the studio we have Laur Maggi. Hi Laur, how are you? Hey, thank you. I'm very good. Uh, it's been a pleasure to be here. Uh, would you like to introduce yourself to people who don't know you? Where are you from? How old are you? And what sport are you practicing? Yeah, sure. Uh, my name is Laur Maggi. I am uh, 17 years old. Uh, I'm from Estonia. When I was 14 years old and I moved to Norway with my father and my mother came like five months after and I am practicing alpine skiing. Yep. So now are you living in, in Norway? Indeed. It's great. Yeah. And you go to school there and everything? Yes, uh, in Norway I go to one of the best uh, alpine skiing or like winter sports uh, gymnasium which is called uh, NTG or Norge stopp idrettsgymnas Jailo. Yeah, it's cool. So let's first talk about maybe how did you first get into sports? Like how did your story start? Did you start off with alpine skiing or did you try anything else first? Uh, I was pretty young. I was like three years old when my parents decided that we were going to ski trip to Åre in Sweden. And then uh, they thought it would it might be smart to drive first time in uh, Estonia and I was basically natural talent. <laughs> of course you were. <laughs> and then after the ski trip we decided that it was so fun that we found a training group kind of near to our where we lived in Estonia. So uh, we started there and then the story started. Yeah. Nice, do you remember your first skis, first competition? Who was your role model? I remember my first skis at least. Uh, they were like yellow head skis with like a kind of sharp top uh, and uh, I believe my first race is I think I was like four or five and then I had like this red colored or red and black colored uh, race suit or like it wasn't race suit it was just like fluffy suit but uh, and then it broke so yeah uh, my first race I can't quite remember but I believe it was in Estonia on some of the mountains there, or like we don't have mountains, but on these hills. Hill. <laughs> yeah. Do you remember your first uh, international race? It was a bigger one somewhere. Uh, yes, it was in uh, Finland uh, called uh, Himos Ski Center, and uh, I think I was around six, maybe. Uh, it was big thing so uh, the night before I uh, even slept with my uh, starting bib uh, and uh, uh, the first race it was uh, super G or like uh, some kind of speed speed event and I was supposed to have a hard uh, helmet which I didn't have so when I came up to the start and the Finnish guy started talking to me in Finnish and I was like I don't understand uh, in Estonian so so they just took off my helmet because I didn't have the hard uh, ears uh, and then they put like an orange big up helmet which just flew on my head so uh, when I came down everyone asked like what what's going on here yeah actually I was uh, uh, in that same competition with Laur back in the days and there's this very cute picture of him uh, with the Joppa helmet it's like very big and he's so small and then the course had a jump also so there's a super cool photo of him taking the jump 
with his uh, white ski boots that had um, rainbow colored bindings. He looked super cute with everything. So I think we're going to use that picture. Yes, I was about to say. <laughs> for, the, for the image. Yeah. yeah, let's use it for the promotion. Do you agree, Laura? Yeah, I do. Okay. Might be the best picture of me skiing, you know. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, what do you think makes a great athlete? I mean, there's a lot of things that you that you need to have. The most important thing must be you have to be hardworking. You can't be lazy. Uh, so uh, basically, you have to train all the time. And you might think that okay, I can take a day off, but you can't. That's that's the main thing. Uh, and also, mental strength is very important. For at least me, when I moved to Norway, it was really difficult. Uh, I was in Estonia. I was one of the best in Baltic. I was one of the best. Won the overall championships in uh, Baltic Cup. And then when I moved, I was like, okay, I'm gonna be best here as well. And no, I wasn't. <laughs> so uh, it was a really difficult uh, period. Oh, not because of the skiing, uh, but you know, everything together was really difficult. How did you overcome that? What strengths did you use from yourself to... I mean, I always want to like push myself, like not giving up is one of my uh, motos, I can say, because it's just, you know, there's so many examples of skiers that failed until they were like 25 years old and then started to go up like, I'm. 14 when I moved away, so it was like I just have to keep pushing and hope for the best, you know. So that was the thing that carried me on. Yeah, great. And with friends, like you moved away from Estonia when you were 14, you had to make new friends over there, or did you mostly like still stay in contact with the ones you had in Estonia, or how is it now? Like, um, when I moved away, uh. I was kind of expecting a hard period of time because of the friends, you know, because uh, I didn't n know anyone from there where I moved. So I expected my Estonian friends to like hold contact with me, but uh, it's slowly downgraded because, you know, talking to through internet is, isn't quite the same as talking through a face-to-face, -face, basically. Uh, so it faded away pretty quickly with Estonian friends. Uh, and when I moved, it was difficult because the Norwegians at 14 years of age didn't have that great of English. Uh, so there was one guy that uh, was my mate, but like three weeks into the school first school year, he went to Hawaii with his family for one year. <laughs> what are the odds? <laughs> uh, uh, but then the ski season started and uh, they had like a group of one county basically where people were very nice to me and the, the trainers were really nice to me so uh, it was difficult at least because you know before I did I couldn't speak Norwegian uh, I basically never talked with anyone uh, in my school but the progress of learning the language uh, took basically one year and the second year in Norway I basically I was just talking Norwegian and uh, got new friends, so uh, it was much easier the second year, but the first year was 
kind of heavy. Yeah, and now he, when we're here in Wokati, you have some uh, guys from your school also competing here. Indeed, uh, uh, my best friend is uh, uh, competing in alpine skiing. Uh, I also lived with him uh, last year, uh, so it was great experience, you know, because he's really talented and. Uh, it was great to see how the Norwegians, like what they do, <laughs> uh, on daily basis, uh, and also one guy uh, from my class uh, who is competing in Pydlen. Uh Here he's with the Danish national team, but uh, he's actually from uh, Greenland, so it's pretty exciting. Greenland, that's pretty far. <laughs> yeah, so you, being in sports world. Uh, can make really friends all over the world and and call them your best friends even yeah yeah so the the prom the values that we're trying to promote through sports as well as ambassadors are friendship respect and and, and excellence and definitely by your story we can see that that this is actually true yeah, yeah. Uh, you know it's if you have the same interests like like I do uh, with the guys like sports like my school is only it's not only sports school but you know education is also really important uh, but uh, to have everyone there sitting in the same classroom and everyone wants to be a world champion or just reach uh, their goals you know it just motivates me to do the same so it's uh, it's really easy or I don't know, uh, because you love the same thing, or yeah, I don't know. It's yeah. it's just undescribable, easy. right? Yeah, it is. Yes, and and who is your role model? Who do you look up to? Uh, in alpine skiing world, uh, I don't even know because uh, I just like to watch and enjoy the talent and everything. But uh, in the world is must be my mother because she's uh, just doing everything that that makes makes it possible for me to be the best skier you know uh, when we moved away I just gave my parents ultimatum that if you're not moving then I'm going to be a gamer and you don't like it <laughs> uh, so uh, they decided that we're going to move uh, and uh, I'm really thankful for that Oh, that's so nice. That's so <laughs> nice. Well, <clears throat> as you said, um, your career has had like ups and downs, just like a life goes up and down all the time. So there are good days, some bad days, um, but the most important part is to learn from the good and the bad. So every athlete has faced success and failure. Uh, can you maybe describe your worst sports experience? Uh, or performance, and what did you learn from it? Uh, it's even hard to say. I I can't really say that I've failed on uh, big uh, races or anything. So uh, I think I can say that I had the worst period of my alpine skiing last year, because straight before the season started, I felt like I was in top form, everything was nice, but then I started feeling like some pain in my knee. Uh, so I took an, an MRI or like uh, the x-ray of my knee and it just showed that my, I have overused my knee because when I started at the school it was just so much more training or like different kind of trainings so I just trained over 
or like train too much. Uh, and then I have to take a three months uh, break of skiing. So it was really difficult like in the beginning of the season you see that the other guys are having great races and uh, I'm just have just watching it from the school and can't do anything just train my upper body and that's it. Uh, so it was really difficult so when I came back uh, then uh, Corona in Norway just uh, took a uh, really big uh, Crow? Crow. Uh, so they stopped the races uh, and then I could race like for five or like six races last season and uh, I was really long behind because I just didn't have the points to compete uh, with others you know in Alpen skiing you start after points ranking so I, I didn't have points and I just had to start last and in in spring the courses are not in the great shape if it's so warm so it just was very difficult but uh, you know uh, what I learned from it was that I have some great races in me I have, I know that I'm strong I know that I have potential so just to keep working whatever happens you know because there are going to be m much more much bigger setbacks and uh, just to keep go through them just push on whatever happens you know mm -hmm. Yeah, and then from this I can say for sure that for athletes it's very important not to only work on their physical body but as you mentioned in the beginning of episode also the mental health it's as equal to the readiness of your performance as, as it is with your physical body for sure um, if you could give yourself a, your younger self a piece of advice what would it be? Um, I don't know I have I always had the problem to be nice with my parents. I'm always a really nice kid around like uh, other grown-ups and uh, always trying to help. But when my parents are like trying to help me or you know giving me tips, just be thankful for that and uh, don't be uh, a nasty kid around them. You know, just be nice to them. <laughs> like learn to accept the support. Yeah. Exactly, like the most the most support that you can get is from your parents, and if you're not accepting it, you are just losing out on very many things. In my on opinion, on important advices that yeah yeah that's so true. You're very smart. <laughs> that's good. Yeah, um, and you talk a little like uh, the discus thrower from your country, Gerd Kanter, because like few days ago we had chat with him. And he also talked about dedication, about his parents, that he uh, sometimes uh, like talked with them like nasty little, and they did that too to him. So I see now like it's some similar points on of it. Gerd Hunter. Yeah, uh, I agree. Uh, I'm. I believe there's most of the athletes have the same thing with the parents, you know, because you have a trainer, so you believe that the trainer is the only person you have to listen. But uh, that's not that's not true at all uh, because whatever the trainer have to say, your parents have to say even more. Uh, you know, just uh, listen. Even if you don't like it, just keep it in back of your head. Head and uh, yeah, it helps a lot. You know. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> this season is coming to an end soon. Uh, do you still have some competitions coming up after the AJO? Uh, I do. Uh, 
at least in Norway we have uh, 12 races like day by day uh, without stop uh, the last days of April but I'm unsure because there might be some extra races in Sweden as well but uh, that can I uh, look after we're done here because uh, the season have been pretty long so I have to decide if I have more to give and uh, do you have already set your goals for the next season? Uh, to be honest, not yet, because like I said, I have some important races in the end of the season because it's uh, possible to get better points. Because if I get uh, under 70 points of fish ranking, uh, then I might be in the P national team in Estonia. So that might be great. I don't know what. Uh, might get a little more money <laughs> and uh, maybe if there is a possibility that uh, uh, I ski well uh, then might even try some uh, European Cup which is like the level under the World Cup uh, some races there if it's uh, near to Norway like Sweden or even in Norway uh, so I hope that the next season is going to be great and uh, yeah but the next season still, I'm in school, uh, still have to work with school and uh, do the skiing at the same time. So it's just a development uh, season. But yeah. if that one is going to be great, then uh, the future is bright. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, that's great. Um, do you have any uh, future goals? Like, Where do you see yourself in, in five years? And not only in sports, also in your career like do you want to be a professional athlete or you want to pursue something more uh, I am very addicted to open skiing in a good way uh, uh, so I'd like to keep pushing in open skiing as long as I could uh, I don't know uh, how old my body can uh, go in open skiing but if five years I believe I'm skiing uh, and uh, uh, I don't want to go to the United States of America for the university uh, because or like that's the only possibility if I want to go to university and ski at the same time but I don't want to do that like while I'm in my prime age uh, so I'll see like what the next season brings because if it's a good one then I might even get the one team in uh, middle Europe or something just to keep pushing on maybe and if I'm doing well, start some World Cup races, even better, win some. <laughs> but uh, after the career, like when I'm done, I'm very interested in like giving my advice to the other geeks or like the future, you know. So I most likely need some education to be a trainer. Uh, so I hope that uh, I have the possibility to go to university and uh, learn something that I don't know to be a better coach you know yeah well we wish you best of luck and then for you to reach all your goals and uh, thank you so much for being here with us and sharing your story with the listeners yes thank you it's been a pleasure okay and now maybe you want to teach us how to say goodbye in uh, Norwegian uh, in Norwegian it's ha de bra ha de bra ha de bra Okay. okay, let's say it on three. One, One two, two, three. three. Hadebra! Hadebra.